Welcome to Purifying Truths with A-Star. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing to some and presenting to others, Miss Sharon Tuck. She's from Atlanta, Georgia, and she is the proud mother of two entrepreneurs. Miss Sharon Tuck works in the Atlanta public school system. She works with special education and reading programs. She also does a bit with technology. She's a mentor in her community and helps those in need. She's a partner in several organizations in her community and even a co-founder of Counted Out LLC with her children, where they feed and provide clothing for homeless men, women, and children. Welcome to Purifying Truths, Ms. Tuck. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me on this fine Friday. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. So glad to have you. So let's go ahead and just jump right in. Tell me a little bit about yourself. I understand that you're an aspiring author and with me being an author, let's start off there. You've done so much. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Yes, I'm working on my first novel. Um, The title of that novel is If These Walls Could Talk. Um, This book is mainly about my life and the things that I've been through from the age of five years old up until the age of 30. Hmm. Um, And the reason why I stopped at the age of 30, because at that point in my life is when my life changed. Mm hmm. Now, describe your life up to the age of 30, please. Yes, yes. Well, up until the age of 30, um, being the only child, I experienced a lot of things in my life up to the age of 30. I met my father for the first time at that age. Um, For some people, that would have been the the pinnacle of their life. But for me, that was like the beginning of an end of my life. it wasn't a good thing for me because I was thinking that was going to be a healthy situation, something that was going to get me further. It actually took me some steps backward. Mm. So I knew then I was going to have to stop and reevaluate some things and to get myself in order. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, as you were going through these trials and things up until the point of 30, when you had the shift, how mm-hmm. did you know it was time? How did you know oh. that it was time to change? Because many of us know that we're on the wrong path, but we want to change and we're going to do it tomorrow. What made you say, no, this is the day? Well, I knew it was time for change when my return was greater than my deposit. Um, going through when I was you know, racing against time, life experiences, um, health challenges, loss, and, you know, even at the time that inspired my change was my daughter. Um, she was my only child at the time. And I was going through so many different things, uh, an abusive uh, relationship. I was married to our father. Um, I just just got tired of putting so much into something and was getting so little out of it. And it was just literally uh, a slow death, literally. Um, you know, that divorce, that marriage was causing so much death to me. And I knew that I owe my, myself and my daughter better. So that change was needed, mm-hmm. uh, immediately. Powerful, powerful. That's that you had the strength with a young child to make a change. Hats off mm-hmm. to you. Hats off Thank to you. you. 
And so you are inspired to do the change. And many of us, even myself, have changed and go back, change and go back, change mm. and go back. Mm -hmm. But you was able to pull yourself up and keep moving forward. Tell me, what kept you from going back? Because I know it couldn't have been just smooth sailing. Oh, no, 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 it wasn't. Um, like you said, the going back and forth, because it wasn't easy. Um, it was contemplation, of, you know, trying to make things work. But then, you know, fear of change, fear of not being able to do things on my own, um, having, you know, you think about all kinds of things, financial support. Uh, but at the end of the day, it was like all of that, but I wasn't going to be here to, to fulfill it. So, you know, I eventually had to just really just step out on faith and just utilize um, the strength from God and just continue to pray and just say, I needed to do this, to, to do it for myself more so than for my child, because that going back and forth was only causing confusion. Not just for myself right. and my child, but also for that person that was involved. Because the more I went back and forth with giving that person an um, an out of light, adulation, thinking that it was it was a possibility, knowing that what they was doing was 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 not helping, it was hurting, you know. And and also being embarrassed, you know, I wasn't ready for judgment from people, but mm -hmm. at that time, those people that was doing the judgment wasn't helping me. Um. So I continued to push through and my change was continuously, I, you know, it was day by day process. And I knew that change was needed and I was ready to accept whatever I had to, to do and the change that was coming to allow necessary change to, for myself to see it unfold. So I really didn't, at that point, I just, I didn't have to care about what people thought or, or anything at that point. I just had to do what I had to do. Mm-hmm. And with you being so transparent and just putting it out there, exposing yourself, even through mm -hmm. the difficult times, you know, you've been mm -hmm. able to help and to inspire so many others. And truly, your story is one that I can't wait to see. The, I cannot wait to read the book because yes. it is just the story in itself is inspirational. Um, so when you realize that you had to change and as you were changing, when did you realize what your purpose and your true identity was? Oh, wow. <laughs> or how did you realize, I guess is a better way for me to ask. Yeah, I realized in, in how I realized what my, my true purpose and my identity was when I took that leap of faith and I was able to see and feel the real sharing, doing the things that I loved doing and wanted to do. And I found peace mm -hmm. in the things that I was doing. Um, without somebody being that puppet master and without me having to get approval, I was comfortable in doing what brought me peace. Um, I could move freely. Um, you know, even though it took, it took time as, as they say, time is only given to those who can accomplish it. I was uh, ready for that opportunity. So when I knew that my purpose and my identity was given back to me is when I knew who I were when I looked in the mirror. Mm -hmm. You know, I could see that person again. The, the mask was coming off. I was okay with exposing my scars to people and telling my story because I wasn't in denial anymore. 
I wasn't running, you know, I wasn't running anymore. And some people still, you know, really can't say that because every day you still have to still watch over yourself because you can't speak for that person. You can't speak for, for how they're living. And when you walk away, you walk away, but that doesn't mean that person has, Mm -hmm. you know? So with that being said, I just knew that I found my purpose and I found that peace within me and I was okay with that. Amazing. Now we're talking basically about a relationship that you walked away from, but you had many toxic things going on in your life up until the time of 30 and you freed yourself from all of them and you found your true identity and you got peace Mm -hmm. in every area of your life. Please tell us a little bit about the others because you didn't just, you know, fix one thing. You had like a total makeover. Oh yes. Um, it's just going back to 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 things that you remember as you're a child and you hear them, whether if it's in a song um, or you see something written down and you like, oh, man, that's a you, you remember those things. And I remember one of those things that I had to 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 free myself from was um, being molested um, from someone. Um, Growing up, not knowing that it wasn't okay, um, not knowing that I had a voice to tell, um, you know, carrying the weight of that on my shoulders as a child because out of fear of what could happen to others if I said anything, um, being put in situations um, where you have to. You don't know what may come of it because out of fear, because of what other people are putting you in, because how they know how vulnerable you are. So when you're put in positions uh, as a child, a young adult, even as an uh, as a uh, a mature adult, a grown up, you when you know that you are free from those things and your identity has been stolen, that's that's the real uh, definition of identity theft. Mm-hmm. When somebody has full control over you and can dictate everything that you do from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep, it's like you in a cult because you, you are not willing, you're, you have no control over anything that you do because of that power that person has over you. And when you get that full power back, it's like you've been reborn. It's like a rebirth. Because all of those things start falling off. And you can look at yourself and you can feel yourself. You can smell differently. You can look differently. All of your senses start opening up. It's it's just, you have to have been there to have, to know what I'm saying, to experience the things that I'm talking about. Because when you're, it's like when you store old blanket into a, um, a plastic bag for so long, and you pull it out and it has a smell and you have to, it, it doesn't feel the same. You have to wash it to make sure it's soft again. It has to go through this rigorous process to even to, to be able to be used again. That that's the type of process I had to go through. 
You have to go through this whole process to be made over. And you know, there's so many, yes. So you just have to go through that process. And that's when you know your identity is given back to you. Yes. I love the way that you break it down and explain identity theft. You know, because truly that's what it is. We don't realize it, many of us, Mm -hmm. but our identity has been stolen. We're doing this out of fear or out out of fear fear or manipulation. Um, Mm -hmm. Someone else have control or power and we're afraid and you broke the mold. You know, it's like you self-resurrected. Right. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And so like you have explained, the change was a gradual process. What Mm -hmm. tools did you have to help you during your process in this change? Oh, wow. Reading, meditation, uh, prayer, uh, seeking guidance, um, talking to people, therapy. um, Because in our culture, we're told that, you know, we don't, it's not okay to, you know, talk to people or seek help, but, you know, we have to break the stigma. Like, like for instance, this month is mental health awareness month, May. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to be okay with exposing ourselves to others because you can't heal without being, you know, without exposing yourself. You can't, you know, fix a wound or a cut without actually seeing what's in it you know, messing with it, reopening it and making sure it's full, you know, it's free of debris, cleaning it, and then applying whatever it needs to, to get well. So it takes, it's a process. Everything that we do in life is a process. So reading, meditation, prayer, continuing to practice in my purpose, doing things that I like to do, because, you know, I'm an advocate for with, with children because I feel like no child, childhood should be taken away from them, especially mm-hmm. from someone that sits there and wants you grow and and take your innocence away from you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm an advocate, you know, so I try to be there for not just young women, but young, young men that have been through something similar, you know, to let them know it's not okay. Talk to someone. Tell somebody because you have to break those cycles. So that's what I did to help me to to get through was that reading, that meditation, seeking God, um, you know, talking, you know, letting it out because I refuse to allow those things that people did to me cause me to do something to someone else. Right. I didn't want that ripple effect, that domino effect. I didn't want that to be something that continuously to happen because when I had my daughter, I didn't want that in my, in my mental. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be the best parent that I could be. Mm -hmm. You know, you talk about stigma and many times when you seek out help for mental health, you are labeled, you are put Mm -hmm. in a box. And many times that follows Mm -hmm. you throughout your life. But um, with this being mental health, I love the way that you explained it and you tied it into the physical. For those of us that are in the medical profession, because I am also a wound care nurse, you know, we mm-hmm. we do, we debride that wound and we make sure that it heals from the inside out because when it mm-hmm. heals from the outside in, that's when mm-hmm. infection sets in. Mm-hmm. 
And I like how you made it plain because when you put the patch on the outside, that's when you go ahead and you hurt others and you allow that anger and that pus to build Mm -hmm. up and actually burst and overflow to someone else that will have it overflow to someone else. So that you broke that cycle is amazing so that your next generation doesn't have to deal with that. What a strong person you are. Thank you. On top of that, you have, I hear you say your daughter, your daughter, but you also have a son. You have two children and you're Mm -hmm. working in the school system. So, of course, from the outside looking in, you're trained to say get professional help. That's what we think. You know, we go, well, that's what she's supposed to say. But you're saying it from a personal standpoint. Am I correct? Yes. I'm I'm speaking on it from a personal standpoint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when we step out of the box and we get the help, then we can become better. And I love it. I love it. I love it. Because now, not only are you working helping others, your children are working helping others too. They are blossoming so and finding their purpose. It is so amazing. Yes. But before we get to them, I want to talk a little bit about the children that you're helping in school. When you talk Mm -hmm. to them, how do you help prepare them for life obstacles? And how do you advocate for them and, you know, kind of guide them away from or steer them away from some vulnerable situations that they could find themselves in? Oh, wow. That's um, that's an awesome question because throughout this um, pandemic, this pandemic, the time that we had to experience um, the kids that I, I teach or I mentor or in a area where they considered low income or low poverty area. A lot of these kids have already experienced things that some children shouldn't have to experience, but you know, life happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, real life experience for them is, it's normal to see them see someone get shot or, you know, one of their family members go to jail or, you know, had had to experience some them being displaced. You know, some may um, have already experienced death in their family. Some don't have their moms or their dads or they might be raised by their grandparents or another guardian in their family. Uh, so when you're saying the, you know, getting them prepared, some of them have haven't had a chance to prepare. Some of them have have been uh, forced to experience these things without notice. So when these things arise to a child that have have been put on notice, you just have to let them know that it's not okay. For the things that they see when they walk out their door or where they live. It's not okay for them to have to walk out um, to go play outside and there's gunshots um, and they, they can't play because it's too much violence. Um, the thing that you tell them is that they have to prepare their mental. It goes back to mindset. And you say, why, why would I teach a child in kindergarten or or third grade about mindset because you have to prepare them for the real thing. 
because what they don't see already on television or on videos on TikTok or or whatever they don't see already, they're going to experience it already because we can't shelter them from that. But what we can do is just let them know that continue to be your child, be a child. You know, you have to have that childlike nature. And we as adults have to remember that it's okay to have that childlike nature too. Um, so you just have to let them know that being a child doesn't mean that you have to be mature. Being a child means what it means. Living and enjoying your youthfulness. Because uh, some of them don't have an opportunity to even know what that means. They have to grow up so fast. So when we're teaching, you have to bring real life experiences in everything that you teach. Um, if you say Johnny had five apples and Susie had seven, you have to let them know that in real life experiences, just because they have more doesn't mean that you have to take from them. You have to learn how to either learn how to share or just learn how to do the best you can with what you have. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like every day. So you have to, you know, take what you're giving them and let them know, like, this is what, you, how you have to use it in your world. Because we can't say that every child that we, we reach will be that doctor or that lawyer, because by the, by the time they get in third grade, you know, society already says that, that's how they operate, you know, government, you know, that they say that we already know who's going to be um, in the penal system and who's going to who's not going to make it to the penal system. So you mm -hmm. want to make those numbers and those those stats wrong. Indeed, indeed. I love that, you know, you're starting young and you're letting them know that even though your innocence may be gone earlier than ours was, because, you know, we had to look things up in mm -hmm. the encyclopedia and the Dewey Decimal System. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you have Google and you don't even have to know how to spell it. You can talk it. That's true. Um, mm -hmm. But you're still letting them know it's okay to be a child. You know, mm -hmm. it's okay. But yet um, your childhood you're able to experience some things and see some things so you'll know how to prepare your future so that your childhood mm -hmm. is not basically a doom or like a grave for you. Mm -hmm. So definitely, definitely um, love the way that you're growing our children and teaching them to overcome obstacles in life. And thank you for what you do. Certainly teachers um, mm -hmm. do things that many of us parents could not do. So Thank hats you. off to you again. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, I know this is about you, Miss mm -hmm. Tuck, but you know, the two come from you are amazing and just <laughs> want to give a shout out to them because they're young entrepreneurs and yes. <laughs> I am just so encouraged by them. Let's talk a little bit about each of them and what they do, please. Wow. Well, they um, have many hats. They have more than me, uh, even at their at their uh, tender age. My daughter, who is 23, um, she's already a college graduate. Um, she's seeking other things now, but right now she's um, an IT uh, tech, but she's an entrepreneur. She's a videographer, a graphic designer, web designer, um, 
and a photographer that she does on her own. She has her own business and it's called Jakara K Productions LLC. So she does a lot of things. Um, and she's, she's a college graduate. So she has her certification in IT systems um, and A plus communications. And so she's been doing so well with that. It, it's kind of amazes me because she just moved at a fast pace. Um, at first, she was going to go to a traditional, you know, four-year college and do other things. But, we you know, we sat down and talked and she was like, Ma, I don't feel like that's for me. Um, I said, well, you have to follow your passion. Go with what you feel like is going to, you know, carry you as far as you can go. You know, I'm I'm okay with, you know, allowing you to find your best self, but as long as you're doing what, you know, what makes you happy, but it's also going to bring you some, some, some income, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, so, so she has been doing well with that along with her, uh, counted out LLC that her and her brother, um, are doing as well. Cause she had, they have a clothing line as well with that. And the proceeds that they get from that percentage of that goes to the, the men and women and children shelter. And they, you know, get clothes and they get donations and they do a lot of things for um, just not just the shelters, but the communities themselves. So my son, um, he is a writer. He's an uh, aspiring writer. Now he's working on his first comic book will be published through Kindle um, uh, real soon through Amazon and Kindle. He's working on a comic book through his school and he loves, he does the same thing with my daughter as well through the uh, Counted Out LLC. So they have their own business and uh, a nonprofit organization. So they both have really showed me they are my present help. You know, they help me stay on task. Wow. You know, because they are, um, they pretty much have their mindset on what they want. And my son, now he's into trading in, in stock. So he's really into this. He's this math with, so he really likes to count his money and check where his money is going. So he's really doing that at a young age. Thanks to uh, my business partner who um, passed away recently in April, um, really showed him how to really focus on, on that and how to spend and have generational wealth. So both of them have really pleased me with how they're, um, the trajectory of how they're going with what they want to do with their lives. So it's making me, it pleases me as a parent. Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. Absolutely. Condolences. I'm sorry for the loss of your business partner. Um, Thank you. I am so inspired though, to hear about your children because you know, they're not statistics. They are yeah. proof that you can do it. And yes, even though are. all that you have been through as a single mother, you've shown mm-hmm. that you can do it. So that shows that, you know, charity begins at home. You change yes. you and then you in turn change yes. them. So it is definitely a process and you are working the process and you are doing a phenomenal job. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, they say God said that he would give you beautiful ashes. So I know that. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to have, have been chosen to have my um, ashes turn into beauty through my children. Amen to that. Amen to that. Now, as you, maybe 
mentoring. I understand you mentor children, but you could be mentoring someone that's listening right now that's on the verge of breakdown because they, they know they need to change. They don't know how. Mm. Um, they're afraid to do it. Will you just give a few words of wisdom to that one that, that needs to make a change right now and, and is afraid to step out on faith? Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. My allergies, I apologize. Mm -hmm. Yes. For someone that's um, maybe going through or contemplating or having conflicted thoughts, I'm going to share this with you because I don't want you to lose faith because if I can do it, anyone can do it because we are all, we all have been in the trenches. We all have stories from the heart that we feel like can, cannot be recovered. We cannot recover from, but let me tell you, we have to believe in ourselves and we have to live L-I-V-E. We have to live and we have to go live. L-I-V-E. We have to live to go live. And the reason why I say that, I mean, let, me, let me make it make sense. We cannot, we cannot go live with our story. We cannot go live with our children. We cannot go live or show up for ourselves if we don't take the time to live we have to show up for ourselves we have to stand up and make a change for ourselves because if you don't do it nobody will because you have to understand some people were born just to sit and wait for you to fail some people are praying on your downfall p-r-e-y-i-n-g praying and they're also praying, P-R-A-Y-I-N-G, on your downfall. Mm -hmm. If you let those two things come together and defeat you, you will lose. But if you stand up and rise from the ashes like the phoenix, can nobody win but you. Do not give up on yourself. You are your best person who can do it can nobody do it but you but you got to live to go live to live for the next day if you have an issue no don't get me wrong going to a therapist is not for everybody but you got to find that thing that suits you don't turn to drugs or alcohol if you've already doing that, you need to find something else that's going to help you stand up and find your purpose. You got to find that thing that's going to help you find your identity. Because a lot of us lose ourselves. A lot of us lose ourselves to our spouse. We lose ourselves to the world. We lose ourselves to our children. We lose ourselves to past thoughts, actions. But you know what? All those things can be fixed if you fix you. Don't give up on yourself. Because if you bet on yourself, you'll win every time. And I can't speak about nothing that I've never experienced. You probably haven't experienced what I've experienced, but whatever you're experiencing, experiencing right now, today, stand up for yourself.
and live to go live because somebody's depending on you. But first, before they can depend on you, you have to stand up and depend on yourself. I love it. I absolutely love it. Live to go live. Words to live by. Love it. Well, Miss Tuck, who inspires you? Please tell us the most influential people in your life. First of all, I want to say you. A star. Me? Purifying truths. Yeah. Yes. You influence me because you got have this podcast for people like me to tell their story. Hmm. It's so many people that you have brought on this show to tell their story and you are an influencer. You have a purpose. So thank you. You, you, you you have, you, you are doing the service of God. So thank you for, for sharing yourself and doing this so others can hear and that probably would never see me or hear me, but then now they have the opportunity. And, um, my friend and my brother that's not here with us in his physical body, but is still here in his spirit, Clifford Cole. He was mm-hmm. always be a part of me in my family's life. Mm-hmm. Um, he was my business partner, my friend for a long time. Um, he's, he always pushed us to be our best in everything that we've done or did or wanted to do. Um, to my friend, um, Edwina Harris, who's I'm currently uh, casting her movie from a book, What Death Do We Part, uh, that'll be coming soon in August. Uh, Filming starts in June. Um, To my husband, um, to my children, to my mother, who's um, 11 years clean and sober, and she fought that fight uh, and continued to fight every day. So it just, I'm just grateful. And I'm just grateful to God to keep us and keeping us through all of this that we experience outside of our comfort zone in this home to have to go out and experience it outside with this, with COVID and with everything and just life itself. So I'm just grateful to be here today. Absolutely. I'm just so grateful to have you on the podcast. Truly, you are a blessing. Your story is one that has to be told. So I am privileged to be able to have you on the platform um, today. And you in the movie? So we need to add that to your credentials. Not only are you an aspiring (laughs) writer, but you are in a movie called What Death Do We Part? Yes, it films in June and it would be um, in August, hopefully August of 2021. It will be um, on on screen uh, soon. So I'm working on that right now. (laughs) Yes, you are doing phenomenal things, making a change in your life, your family's life, your community. And we thank you. Thank you so very much. Now, please tell the audience, how can they connect with you? Well, they can connect with me um, mainly on IG, on Instagram at Sharon Tuck Official. That's S-H-A-R-O-N-T-U-C-K Official on Instagram. That's Sharon at Sharon Tuck Official. And I'm also on Facebook, um, Sharon Tuck 
S-H-A-R-O-N-T-U-C-K. Um, my website, my daughter's working on her uh, with her expertise. So that's not uh, officially up and running right now, but it will be soon. So uh, and the book will be out soon in 2022. I'm going to, um, that's going to be official. So hopefully I probably can come back on or just give the dates to her when, um, when that book will be available on Amazon um, real soon next year, June, 2022. That's uh, my dates. Cause that's my birthday, June, June, 2022. So um, Sharon Tuck official on Instagram and Sharon Tuck on Facebook and website is, is under construction. So understood. Well, we are excited and we cannot wait to read if these walls could talk. Thank you so much for joining Purifying Truths. It has been a pleasure. Well, thank you for having me. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining Purifying Truths with A-Star. Tune in every Saturday at 9 a.m. for exciting new guests who illuminate the world in the various facets of life. You can connect with A-Star on Facebook and Instagram at Facets of a Star, S-T-A-R-R. Website, www.facetsofastar.com.